everybody. It's 1032, and you know what that means. It's a random time to start church, everybody. Good morning to y'all. It's not random. It had a really big meaning for a series, and we stayed with it because we like it. And well, good morning to y'all, everybody that's in the room. We say hi to you guys, and um, uh, we just are so grateful that you've decided to come spend a little time with us to worship and to learn uh, and to be with one another, to receive communion, and uh, to grow together in prayer and worship. Uh, If you're with us online today, hello, hello to you. Uh, There's lots of stuff for you to know about, about the service, whether you go to ccmonline.org. And uh, whether you are on Facebook or YouTube today, uh, we just we want you to know that we're grateful that you're a part of the church service that is online. Uh, if you're looking to give online a little bit, you can do so at ccmonline.org slash give. And um, as we do most weeks, we'll be receiving communion together today. Uh, so if you would uh, take a few moments to go ahead and get some bread and some juice ready, uh, we'll be receiving that meal together in just a little bit. So everybody online, we say hello to you. Good morning. Good morning. Today's call to worship is from Psalm. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. Just check. Good morning. Sorry, it's going to be hard for me to read now. I was crying as we sang that song. Uh, <laughs> it's so good to be together this morning. I was asked to kind of share with you as we are entering into a time of communion. We prepare our hearts to receive what the Lord has for us today. And uh, this passage from Luke 24 came to my mind as I was thinking about what I might say to you this morning. Because a question came last week, you know, we, as we know, you can be seated. As, we, um, as we've been in, uh, experiencing crossroads from last week, we had this question that was raised about the altar. And uh, I shared that as I, I grew up Pentecostal, we spent a lot of time in the altar. You know? And there was something about the kind of movement away from where we were to where we, what the Lord was doing. Something about engaging and responding to the Spirit's invitation that was so important in my upbringing. And so we'd spend lots of time at the altar. But what I noted in my comment last week was that we spent a lot of time at the altar singing songs about being hungry and about being thirsty. And there was a lot of passion in that singing and a lot of desire. But it struck me as I've grown and participated in different expressions of the faith that we we weren't participating in this meal every week and we were singing songs about being hungry and thirsty and all the time that we were talking about our desire for God we were missing the meal that he was preparing for us as his children coming to the altar starving you know thirsty as could be for his presence it's it's here at this table And God wants to nourish us by this meal. But what I said last week wasn't complete. Because the other thing that us Pentecostals did in that time was that we spent time. We learned what what we called at the time, tarry. We would tarry before the Lord. And there was something that it was teaching us in that tarrying. And it's that our time is not God's time. That the, the way God moves and the way God moves in our lives required us to be attentive to his timing because God is time full God is timely and we needed to take that time to be attentive to his word and be attentive to his presence so that we could start to see what was really happening in the world around us what was really happening inside of us what was really happening between us and there's something about this that a lot of times we spoke of it, we thought we were trying to get God's attention on us, you know. 
we were going to come to the altar and spend time in the altar and make sure God knew how much we loved him so that he'd do something for us, you know? But that's not anything to do with what Tarion really is. Tarion is about being attentive to him so that we can be a presence in the world like him. Because the, the, the movement of the Spirit is not just to make us excited. It's not to make us clap our hands and dance. It's not to make us sing songs exuberantly. It's to make us like Jesus. And so one of the ways that the church talks about this is that you come and you become what you eat. Now, I wanted to note this passage in Luke 24. It's, it's, a, it's startling to me the way that Luke 24 ends. I mean, Luke, the gospel of Luke ends in the 24th chapter. What happens at the end of Luke's gospel is that the disciples don't really know what to think about the story that Jesus is raised from the dead. And it says that Peter actually goes back to the tomb and he looks at the, the clothes laying there. They're, and he ponders what that could mean that the tomb is empty. But instead, a couple of disciples head on their way to Emmaus, and they're on this road, and suddenly someone comes up to them and starts talking to them. I wanted to kind of read some of that to you. I'm taking more than three minutes. Sorry, Pastor Claire. <clears throat> Come on. <laughs> so they're going to they're going to Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they're, they're talking with each other about everything that had happened that week. Of course, we had the crucifixion of Jesus. And as they talked, it says in verse uh, 15 of the 24th chapter, and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked among them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and don't know the things that have happened there in these days? He says, What things? <laughs> don't you just feel the playfulness of Jesus this morning? Jesus says, Oh, I, no, I didn't know anything happened this week in Jerusalem. What was it? <laughs> they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent that day with him. It was about the 10th hour. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I've turned a page. <laughs> what things, he said. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. And so he goes on. They go on and they tell him about all that's happened in Jerusalem. And he says to them, did not, the, did not the Christ have to suffer these things and enter into his glory? And then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets... He explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he was going to go farther. <laughs> but they urged him strongly, stay with us. It's nearly evening. The day's almost over. So he went to stay with them. He's at the table with them. He took bread. He gave thanks. He broke it. And he began to give it to them. And then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. There's something about this meal and the playfulness of God to be present with us in a way that we don't understand. To be present with us in a way that we can't tell. But then as we eat and as we drink, right as we recognize him, he's gone. And this is what I wanted to show you something about the desire to have the presence of God. Something about wanting to be in the presence of God. To enjoy the experience of it is twisted for us. This is hard to express, but it's what's at the root of what happens to Eve in the garden. Because it's not bad that she desires to be like God. It's that every desire you and I have can be twisted, even the desire for God. And so we might get so caught up in wanting to experience the presence of God and forget that it's for a purpose. That's never about us. It's not for us to just sit in it and dwell in it. But it's to be shaped and formed into his likeness so that we start to see those who can't yet see. 
that we start to be burdened by his burden for those who are burdened and their yoke is heavy and they need him to come and be in his in their presence and say cast your cares upon me my yoke is light and this is exactly what happens to those who suddenly their eyes can see because at the end of this gospel they run to the disciples who were confused and did not know what to believe they go to Peter who was confused by the report of the resurrection and it's because they have spent the time at the meal that they can go to those who need it who need them to be the presence of Jesus now and so I want to invite you to participate in this meal this morning it's a meal that the Lord prepares for you not crossroads not any other church it is the meal of the Lord but it's because what the Lord is doing in this meal that we come. And so today, a little differently than we may have done uh, other times, is I'd like for us to come and receive the elements and then return to our seats and participate in receiving them together. Is that okay? Because I want, as we participate in this meal, that we start to see, to recognize Him as we look around the room at each other participate in this together. Amen? Okay. And we recognize that the nourishment we need was found at the cross, and it's found on this day, as we hold this cup in faith, that you said that this would be a meal that heals. And so on this day, we hold up the cup and we say, Jesus, we receive from you. Can you say that? Jesus, we receive from you. And as we take this cup, God, we pray for the forgiveness of sins and the healing of disease and the grace that we need to love one another as you have loved us. Together we take the cup. And even as you taste this bread and wine, Let's start to lift up people who need healing that we love. Just start to say their names. Start to say their names in the presence of God. Remember them. Go ahead. You know, you can whisper it if you want. But just start to name your friends. Name your loved ones who need to know the love of God today. Oh, God, will you hear us for these ones that we want to awaken to the nourishment of the God who loves and feeds and cherishes us. Lord, we pray this morning for an impartation of joy to those who need it. As spring gets ready to break, we pray that they would feel the goodness of things like flowers and rain. And we give you thanks for that, God. This is for pastor friends uh, from out of state and the health and healing for their family and their church. Will you pray with us, friends? Lord, in your mercy, yes, you hear our prayers. We pray for those that are anxious this morning. Pray for those who are troubled yes, in their spirit. Yes. We speak life and strength over them. We pray peace for them pray that you would lead them in joy, God. Lord, in your mercy, you hear our prayers. Lord, I'm having pain in my left leg, and I am only nine, but it makes me feel old. Please pray, and God, heal me. Yes. We just pray for our nine-year-old friend in Jesus' name. We bless this left leg and yes. pray for healing. Amen. Amen. Lord, in your mercy. You and Lord, we pray. Voice. We pray, God, for the children. Uh, not only the children here in Crossroads, but all of those children in our families, in our community, near and far. We pray that you continue to bring them closer to yourself. Little by little, God, we trust in you. In Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. We pray for those in war zones all over the world. Friends, would you just lift up one of the places Yes. that is at war right now begin to say the name of these people can you imagine that if the spirit within us that raised Christ Jesus right this this is the spirit that lives with us and so 
We pray to send the Spirit to these places, these war zones, and someone who is thinking of doing something wrong on this day, that God, that you'd fill them with with your Spirit and they'd be surprised by love and make another choice. We pray these things in the mighty name, the beautiful name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. We pray, God, today for the David Gamble family. We bless David. We bless the family in every way, every need they have. Let them be overwhelmed. Thank you, God, for your people crying out on behalf of one another and the greater community, Lord. Thank you. Yes. Prayers for my continued faithfulness as I struggle to see this part of my path. Would all of us just hold up our the path of our friend here yes, and bless their path in this moment and the struggle they're facing? Oh God, we send your spirit. We say, may the spirit of God just descend on this path. And then see your own path for a moment and begin to pray for God's spirit to lead and guide you in the way of peace, in the way of faith, hope, and love. Lord, in your mercy. You hear our prayers. God, we pray for Kevin and Jen healing uh, for Kevin as he continues to move forward with the struggle that he's uh, having in his body. We hold before you on this day each and every person that comes to our mind that needs physical healing. Yes, including uh, Lawson uh, and and. Julia and Helen and say the names and Tim Tim, say the names of your friends friends come on we're just lifting up these friends thank you God that you hear us thank you every name is not a surprise to you God each name being lifted up we come into agreement first of all with you God around your love for each name we lift up each person we lift up we come around in agreement with one another around your will and goodness in their lives being released we pray that and God we even pray for ourselves and we bless we bless each person that's coming to mind in each name in Jesus name in Jesus name amen amen Amen. And all God's people said, God hears prayers. God hears our prayers. Hello. Yes. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Crossroads. It's so great to have you with us today. Love the full house and the energy and the excitement. I have a lot of um, opportunities for you today, so I'm going to go as quick as I can through them. First of all, if you did not get this experience, Crossroads, last week, please raise your hand, and we have some lovely assistants back there that will bring you one during the announcements. Um, also, I want to let you know tomorrow's food pantry. So we are excited about food pantry, as always. And uh, we're going to be clearing this room after service. So if you're able to stay with us 10 minutes after service, we could use your help. If you're um, interested in volunteering, you can show up tomorrow. If you need food, show up tomorrow. We'd love to serve you. Also, speaking of food pantry, we are so excited that as we've been doing this campaign for the month of January, we raised $1,375. Yes, so exciting. So keep up the generosity. It really is making a difference for things around here at Crossroads and for the people that we serve. Also, Ash Wednesday service is on February 14th. Valentine's Day, isn't that romantic? Yeah. So, yes, Ash Wednesday service. So we will be kicking off, um, entering into the season of Lent with Ash Wednesday in community with one another. And it's a family-friendly service, so if you have um, children, please bring them along. It's a great experience for all. Um, and next Saturday, we have our uh, Discovery Retreat. Come on. So if you've never been to a Discovery Retreat, if you've never been to a retreat here at Crossroads, please don't miss this. These are, um, as Hannah said last year, life or last week, life-changing, and I would uh, agree with that. So any opportunity uh, I have, I always sign up for retreats because they are life-changing. It's time for you to just get away, hear from God for what he might be speaking to you for the next steps of your journey mm-hmm. with him. Um, and then our children, we have, for CR Kids, we have a wilderness camp that will be um, upstairs with our kids during the season of Lent. Our kids are going to be learning about Lent, and it's 
the, the team put together some great activities and um, all kinds of stuff. I saw them up in the office. I was so excited about what they're doing up there. So just so you know, that's happening. Also, we have a youth group on Friday night. So Stacy asked me to mention that. So if you are youth, that's middle school to high school, correct? Uh, Friday night, they have... Um, youth group uh, right here at Crossroads, so make sure you, and Stacy will be near the kiosk at the end of service, so if you have any questions, you can ask her about that. Also, what is next? Okay, so people of place in a just society. So we have uh, Tushin Thomas, who's going to be leading that study, uh, that uh, group, and so it's an Arbonne study. There's a $10 cost, but don't let that stop you. It starts on the 25th after church. So if you're interested in that, come on over to Next Steps. We can get you more information, get you signed up. Um, and then that's what's happening here at Crossroads. Anything that I mentioned or any other question you have, come on over to Next Steps. We can get you signed up, give you more information, um, or you can just hit this QR code right here behind me, and that will lead you to information um, that we have so great thanks thanks kathleen yeah i guess church is not just about only sunday morning that's right can we get an amen on that amen this is a good bible i'm going to try it samuels i noticed and we just christians if you're going to steal something steal a bible right used to joke oh thanks ron thanks yeah we used to joke around, uh, but it was mostly true. Um, we used to say that uh, Christians were great at stealing books um, and stealing music back in the old days when you actually had to carry music in like some kind of disc or something. For those of you that are young, there was a time when they actually put the music on rocks like, and you had to put them in some kind of device, but those days are kind of over, uh, except if you come to our house. Anyway... We, uh, isn't it so good to be together today? So, so awesome. So you'll notice, uh, you might have been thinking, uh, as we were, that there were going to be four of us up here. So uh, Hannah and AJ, that was the plan. There were going to be four of those cool orange chairs. And uh, we, we were all ready to go. Claire and I, uh, we were in Chicago. We got there Friday, taught yesterday all day, and spent the night. So we got up, and this was the plan, it was the plan. Uh, we got up at 4 or so, 4, 4.05 is what I set the alarm for, which, which isn't is really early. Which is 3.05 in Michigan. No, 5.05 in Michigan. Oh. So we got an extra hour sleep here, oh, but not there. I feel so anyway, much more rested. <laughs> yeah, you, should, you got an extra hour here in Michigan. Uh, but anyway, that was really the plan. That's not so unusual for Claire and I to get up that early, but uh, we got a text that came in while we were snoring. Uh, Claire doesn't snore. Anyway, I read the text before Claire got up, and one word jumped out, the word bleak uh, from uh, AJ, which really jumped, it would jump out to you, right? But just step back a minute. Uh, he just said, I am throwing up. Sorry, AJ, I just had to say it. You're probably watching this. I hope you're resting. We're going to pray for them yes, after I get done with this story. But uh, it's looking bleak for us to come to church today. Um, so anyway, we do pray for mm-hmm. Hannah and AJ and Miles mm-hmm. and Wilder. We bless them. We pray your goodness uh, on them. And we pray, as Hannah asked us to really pray that she doesn't, Get the stomach piece. She's had some, so. And all everybody of us can said amen. amen. We're agreeing we, for we no stomach piece. But anyway, so when we kind of plan to do this, um, I'm doing all this as like an excuse. That's what I'm leading up to of our, what we're about to say to you. Anyway, uh, it just, it feels like such a victory just to be here. I don't know why, because we were planning on being here anyway. Um, but it always feels like a victory to be at Crossroads. Yes, right? yes. Anyway, amen. yeah. If you're new here, welcome. Anyway, um, so, so uh, you guys so, all know I have no idea. So what we were he's preparing the other day. This I got to add this piece, kind of funny. We were preparing the other day, and like we had it all laid out. We had the outline all laid out. And Hannah and AJ are really great. I mean, they're just like so organized. Claire and I kind of come up here like this, right? You guys know that. We've been doing this for a couple of weeks. So, um, so we, 
like we had the meeting because material presents itself. Yes, so we had this meeting, and like they had it all structured out, and they're like, Scott, your piece. um, How about if we just eliminate that, and then. Now, I don't say this. I have I, any chance I can say something Where's the lie detector, Sean? Some, <laughs> Sean has always told me, my brother, uh, who is an expert in polygraph, he's always told me, don't say, I'm, I'm being honest. Don't, don't get, so don't, I'm not going to say that, it. but I am being honest. Anyway, so uh, they said, why don't we, that, that piece you're going to do, let's just cut that out, and then you just kind of say something at the end. So I was prepared for like two minutes at the end. Then I got the bleak text. So, and I even laughed with Claire. I said, uh, I said, I feel like I'm just, I'm just arm candy for Sunday. I'm just got the last two minutes. You You're know, such hard. great arm <laughs> it's candy. It's hard to be me. <laughs> We've had such a holy service. And then I got up here. Anyway, and, so. Well, and let's just say so last we week you saw all of these pictures that were just so much fun in the history of the church, including Bonnie with the wheelbarrow. That was, so the, that was yeah. one of the favorites. Yeah. That was awesome. And Charles on keys with a whistle. Yeah. But, you know, so what we know is that Crossroads is navigating the journey home, and we want to come alongside those who are navigating the journey, right? Mm. Like you just, one, one day you have a perspective, and the next day your path changes, and you say, how will the Holy Spirit meet me here? Well, we're here to help you navigate the journey. Mm. And we'll do that with a primary text, don't you think, Scott? That I think the, so. And we so, started there last week. So we did. We're going to go back to this primary text uh, that we've utilized really from the beginning of the church. Can you guys say aspirational? Aspirational. And and, inspirational. And inspirational. So this is what we have aspired to be. This is a model that you find in the scripture. There's there's these different models. And the book of Acts has uh, a great variety of kind of church, local church models. And then there's other places, even in the Old Testament you find them. But uh, this has been one of the models and a primary model for us aspirationally. So we aspire to be that and inspirationally Mm -hmm. because it just paints such a beautiful picture of community. Um, It's really interesting, and maybe some of you are aware of this. Maybe you've read some stuff about it. But there's been this huge move, especially in our country and kind of in the West in general. Um, And there's been this emergence of there's a title for a people group called the nuns, and I'll just give you like a real cliff note version of it. It's essentially um, a larger and larger group of people in the United States um, are are kind of falling into this category. So they just call themselves non, the title, the general title would be non-religious affiliation right? So it's this group that they're not affiliated with the church, they're not affiliated with a religion. Um, A portion of them, uh, actually a fairly healthy portion of them would say that they have a spirituality, but they don't affiliate to anything, right? Um, And then, of course, that would be a category that atheism and agnosticism would kind of fall under. But the biggest part of the group are people that kind of say, yeah, there's a God. I think the latest statistics in the United States are a little under 70. It's like 67% of that group would say, yeah, I believe there's a God, but I just, you know, don't want to be affiliated with anything. Don't want to be affiliated with the church or any organization. Now, one of the latest things, there's been a couple of encouraging things that have begun to happen. One is uh, the youngest group out of that group. So you get the the, a lot of affiliation with the elderly, older people. Like our um, age. Well, like, yeah, 50 and up in the United States. And kind of the older you get, the more affiliation with, like, church life. But, hey, who, who stood out at the grannies? At the grannies. At the at grannies. The grannies. <laughs> I'm sure it was an old person. At old the grannies. Person. It was Joni Mitchell singing both sides now with the cane. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it. And Tracy Chapman. I mean, like the older ones, they brought it at the Grammys anyway. Yes. So Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Well, yes. Is that a wonder? Not. Anyway. No. Um, so what was I saying? So anyway, so there's this group. Now, the, a couple of things that have been encouraging. 
Um, you this were talking really, about the grannies are the big... Yeah, this is really accelerated, these statistics. So that number has really taken off in the last couple of decades, like that nun group in culture. A couple of encouraging things is the youngest group now seems to have plateaued. In other words, that, the youngest group, like uh, just out of high school, early college, that group seems to have that that number because the younger people were, that number was accelerating the fastest, the non-affiliated. That real, uh, what we would call the youngest group of them is now plateauing, which is good, good news, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're finding... Um, and, and it's the, about to decrease, so just Exactly, and then the other thing, the other thing that they have found that um, I think uh, is, is helpful in some ways, but uh, is this is just a general thing, is this just isn't about the church. It's mm -hmm. not just about, what they're finding is this is not just about uh, religious affiliation. That group generally just doesn't want to be affiliated with a lot of organizations, governmental structures, educational systems that they feel like haven't done the job, including the church. So we're going to talk about the church. All that other stuff um, is a different conversation for a different time. But we want to talk about the church because we know and we believe uh, that Jesus said that he was going to build the church. The gates of hell were not going to prevail against it. We know that the church offers hope to the world. As Samuel so uh, well communicated to us, we come to the table so that we can go out and be the church, right? That's really, at the end of the day, what it is. Acts 2 uh, here, what it starts to speak of is uh, a few different things that we see that we want to mention to you uh, is this. All right, let, let's just read through it. Um, together. Why don't we read through it together? And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need, Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So, there's three primary things that you see in this scripture uh, there's, there's a lot of nuanced stuff, but that we just want to say, this is who we're trying to be in very simple terms. We're not trying to com make this thing complex. We've been invited to be uh, people in God for the work in the world. Whatever God is up to, we just want to be a part of that. So Crossroads, as a community, we desire, first of all, to be a kind of place that people can feel like we can belong to it, right? A community of faith. We, we came together, we had communion together, we sang together, we read scriptures together, we prayed for one another together. A place that we can belong to. No matter who you are, you can belong here. The door is open. It's really interesting in this scripture in Acts where it says they had all things in common. And you might right away think that that means they were all like looking like each other. That's not what it means at all. And you know that because it says some people were selling their land mm -hmm. and giving the proceeds from the land to other people that were a part of the group who obviously didn't have land. Mm -hmm. Right? So being in common, and Claire will talk about this in a, in a minute about beliefs, have, being people in common is just people that gather around. The presence of Christ. Exactly, right? So then, so we want to be the kind of place that you can belong to, I can belong to, Claire can belong to, your kids can belong to. We want to be the kind of place, and these are the kind of people we're reading about, that we're not afraid to invest in the work of God, not only for the people of God, but for the people that God wanted to reach, which basically means everybody. Mm. 
So you just, we have to be in tune with what is ours to do as a community, but we, we are invited to be investors. Mm. If you never thought of yourself as an investor and you want Crossroads to be a part of your life, just know this, you're a part of the investment team. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome privilege. Amen. We do this together. We're investing together. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. We saw that a few minutes ago when Kathleen showed us about something. We see it all the time, but we just saw it in reality when Kathleen talked about this is how much has been raised for the food pantry over the last month, and now tomorrow we're going to celebrate uh, some of that with giving food and resources to people that are under-resourced. Sound like a great plan? And also when she invited um, people to the the Bible study that Teshna is leading, and it's $10, but if you don't have $10, Charles and Jill are going to pay the $10. (laughs) And so, you know, so that's what we know. We know that there are people that invest in people so that we can be the people Mm -hmm. together. And with with nobody having... Uh, the inability to live fully into their lives yes. uh, that God intended So for good. And then lastly, what we see here is the church is intended to be a place that we receive from, that we can grow, all of us, wherever we're at, that we can grow, we can receive. Um, you know, I know that there's a lot of times I talk about, like, Christian consumerism uh, as a negative But there also is a very real piece of the body of Christ being a place that we receive from. Mm -hmm. This is a house we come together in to receive. We receive not only teaching, we receive different provision, we receive encouragement, we receive prayer. As it should be, our children should be receiving through one another, through teachers that are skilled, through different gift mixes, we should be receiving. This should be a house of abundance. Mm -hmm. Because God is pouring forth his goodness into our house and we want to share it, right? Mm -hmm. And I love it because don't you love it where it says they had this sense of awe? Everybody say awe. Awe. Have you ever felt or just sensed awe? Like you can't really describe it, can you? You know, it's interesting, when you read through the the book of Acts, for instance, there's a lot of statements, for instance, um, in Acts 2 earlier, it says that uh, they're up, this is when the church is birthed, they're in the upper room, they're praying, Jesus had told them uh, uh, to go, after his resurrection, he said, go to this room, essentially, go to this upper room and wait. Terry. Terry, and something's going to happen, Right? And then it says the Holy Spirit, it starts to describe the activity of the Holy Spirit, and it says that there were, it was like a flame. Everybody say Laika. Laika, right? So now, they can't describe, those in the room can't describe the amazing impartation of God that's happening. It's like a fire. <laughs> This is awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's the intent for the body of Christ. And ultimately, so that people will be coming to Jesus because they're attracted to the awesome presence mm-hmm. of God. That's the intent for the local church. Well, and, and we experienced it when Don, uh, that we finished that one song. And then Don said, and now we're going to sing a song of reverence. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I always, I, and, and if you call God the man upstairs, this is not any kind of anything other than to say, I just don't see Jesus as the man upstairs. I, I don't see, um, he's not my homeboy, my buddy, my, I mean, I want to have a sense of awe around God. Yes, is God my best friend? No question. And I'm in awe of the one who is my best friend. Because Scott's my best friend here, and he's awesome. But he pales mm-hmm. in comparison to the awe of the one yes. who created you. Yes. And so a little bit of awe. Mm-hmm. Let's teach our kids some awe. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Let's, let's, get them, let's get them outside and say, ah, oh, would you look at that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I stop my kids for, you know, my grandkids for clouds, for, for everything. Would you look at that? Mm-hmm. You know, there is just something to behold, my friends. Yes. I, I, am not, I am not impressed with Gucci bags. I'm impressed with Jesus and the person named Gucci he made who made some cool bags. I'm impressed with the one who created creators. I'm not impressed with the people playing in the Super Bowl today. Now, if it was the Lions, but anyway, but <laughs> I'm not impressed. I'm impressed with the God who made the talent in the boys who have talent. I'm impressed with the athletic God who created bones and sinews and muscle and swiftness, and agility. That's who I'm impressed with. And I'm also impressed with the people he made, but I, then I got to kick it upstairs and say, wow, God, wow, I love our band, but I am in awe of the one who put music on the inside of people that yeah. changes me Amen. when I'm Amen. singing it. Amen. Like, you know, when I sing Shout to the Lord, I got to tell you, I I wanted to fall right down, get slain in the spirit, be a holy roller for a minute. And, you know, I just had to go sit down because when I'm singing about the one mountains bowing down to that one. Yes. yes. I love the song, but I won the one with the mountains. Mm. That's who I'm impressed with. And I I would love for a sense of awe when we when when we're, you know, in these moments of silence and jaw-dropping, and then a sense of joy and playfulness when we're singing and we're rocking it out. You know, this is our God, the one, the one that is enlivening you today because you came and sang. The one who is changing and shifting because of what is called collective effervescence. When you sing with other people in a room, things happen in your body that are good for your biological makeup like actually healing agents. Friends, what a gift. Yes. Now, I could get into the theological and biblical exploration right now, but you all might go to sleep. And it's, but it's in your little booklet. And friends, we want to take the time to read our booklets, right? Read like we want to the booklet. Read the booklet. <laughs> get it's yourself in the a highlighter. It's in the, yeah, that's right. <laughs> You know, we believe that the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth, not by giving the right answers, but inviting us to ask better questions within a community who reveres and adheres to the good news of Jesus. Like when we revere and adhere to the good news of Jesus, we're not going to have to worry about, did you actually read that scripture correctly? We're going to say, what is the Holy Spirit trying to change in me because I read that scripture? Right? We will always have questions, but two foundational statements of faith, the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed, we join Christians throughout the ages in affirming our faith in the one, everybody say the one. The one. Who, God who created us and redeemed us and sanctifies us. I would love to read this together. Can we read it together? I would love for us to stand and read it if you wouldn't mind. So what you need to know is this Apostles' Creed was written in 390 A.D. And people were preparing for baptism. And they couldn't say, they couldn't read the whole Bible. So they wanted to put in a snapshot just to say, here's the creed of our faith. Here's the creed of our faith. You know, when people tell me, uh, my dad used to laugh because there was a guy on television who used to say, he was asked, what's your creed? And he says, the Bible. And my dad would say, the Bible can't be your creed. Like, so look up Leviticus, kill the person who did the thing. (laughs) Is that your creed? No. The Bible informs us, but the creed is what we anchor ourselves in. And I should probably say while you're standing, the Bible is our sacred text, but understand Through a historical lens of who the text was written to and the leading of the Holy Spirit containing all things necessary for salvation. And you know our worship services filled with scripture from front to back. Did you know that? We're singing those things. Your forgiveness, come on, is like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. 
like the sound of a symphony in my ears. It's like holy water on my skin. It's talking to you about baptism. It's talking to you about filling your mind with the things of God that can synthesize and symphonize us. Yeah. Okay, the Trinity, our belief. Can you read this with me? Our belief Belief in the the triune triune God God comes comes from the arc of Scripture from Genesis Genesis to Revelation. Revelation. We accept accept God's God's original blessing blessing before before human beings beings broke their trust and relationship with God. God. The good good news news of Jesus Jesus reveals the work of God in the form of the Trinity. In the beginning was the relationship between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let us make humans in our own image. Genesis 126, right on the wall for you. Let us make human beings in our image. Who's the us? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, moving and creating. So here's what we want to say. You can, the whole Bible is our ark, but our creed needs to be clear. Our creed, our faith in God in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, together. We believe believe in God, God, the Father Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, And on the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there... Wait, wait, wait. Angels cry, holy is the Lord, seated on the praises of his people. And nations cry, Holy is the Lamb, the Savior of the world. He is exalted. And so we don't want to skip past exalting the one maker of heaven and earth of all that is seen and unseen. We don't want to read this as something to get through. We want to pause and be in awe and revere the one who has created and is recreating us today, even as we share Mm -hmm. bread, wine, and scripture and fellowship. You're changing us today, God. Yes, Lord. We didn't come for a pep rally. We came to be with the God of heaven and earth and to fall in love with you over and over again and to be awed by your salvation. Yes. He ascended into heaven. He ascended into heaven. And and is seated seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Come on, y'all. Okay. If you've ever had anybody go to heaven ahead of you, you are very happy you're going to be with them again. Yes. If you've ever had anybody that you know took their faith from here to there, you're like, I cannot wait to be with my dad in his heavenly library. (laughs) And I want us to be in awe of our faith today. So friends, what we know is that Crossroads brings a new perspective to what church and community look like even though we use an ancient creed. And there's more to say about all these things. So this is what Hannah was going to say in 30 seconds. Are you ready? They believe that Crossroads feels like a place where we can grow and we listen to who God is inviting us to become. Crossroads actually living by the values can give us what we need 
to grow, connect. What is it, Kelly Finn, Griff? Shout it for me. You can see from there. Yes. And so here's what Crossroads, this community, is doing on this day and beyond. You know, this month, whether you were, uh, whether you realize it or not, you were a part of uh, anti-human trafficking work. You were a part of feeding work. You were a part of life groups. You were a part of the grow groups mm-hmm. in life groups and in Bible studies. Friends, I want to say that what do you, what do you want to do next with your relationship with God? Where do you want to connect? Where do you want to serve? Where do you want to grow? Just ask God, what, what are we going to do next, Jesus? Yes. In fact, wake up in the morning. What do you want to do today, Jesus? Because what we want to say is there are ways for you to connect and serve. There are ways for you to become a part. There are ways for you to grow. And this is our Trinitarian faith. And all parts are needed to connect, serve, and grow. And that's all we have to say about that. In Jesus' name. And so together, can we pray? We are here at Crossroads on this day. Some of us may be from other faith uh, communities, and we welcome them as well and bless their communities. Pray for the communities who are attempting to, to connect and grow and do justice and serve. But God, right now, all of us together, we're going to lift up this place. We've got this place together. This is our house together. And we just want to say, what do you want to do today, Jesus? And how do you want us to live and move and have being in you in the coming days? We want to experience life with you in ways we never have before. We want to see the perspective, the new perspective your eyes. We don't want to go home and forget that we were here. We want to say, what do you want to say to me, Holy Spirit? How would you like me to connect and grow and do justice and serve? How would you like to be with me? So could you just take a breath and ask that? Say, oh God, I'm going to be brave here. Would you talk to me this week about how to be a part of a community? In this new moment, thanks for all that's happened before, Bonnie with a wheelbarrow, all of the ways that Crossroads has been alive through the 33 years. But what about the next 33, Jesus? How would you like to be with us? And ask God, how would you like to be with me? What's missing? that I can partner with you.